Welcome to our third segment of this afternoon's program. It's Sunday, the 18th of April, 2021. I'm your host, Kieran Murdoch. Uh, the Prime Minister of Antigua and Barbuda, Gaston Brown, uh, recently has been criticized for a comment he made online, which some felt was offensive or at least inappropriate. Uh, it was made in relation to the possibility of Vincentian evacuees coming to Antigua and Barbuda. Uh, St. Vincent is, of course, in the midst of a crisis. Its volcano having erupted over a week ago on Friday, April 9th and volcanic activity has been continuing since. The Prime Minister Gaston Brown's comment on Facebook in regard to Vincentian evacuees coming to Antigua was actually responding to a comment from a woman on Facebook. Uh, she tagged the Prime Minister and said jokingly, quote, bring all old women that soon reach 100 and bring all young strong back men between the ages of 20 and 30. You can bring one or two sugar daddies too, end quote. The Prime Minister, who, if anyone doesn't know, is prolific and highly active on Facebook, said in response, quote, But don't tell Comrade Ralph to send all the young pretty ladies. We need to expand our population, end quote. The comments, or the reaction to the comments, seem to have made the rounds regionally and have been reported by the Jamaica Cleaner, the Trinidad Newsday, and elsewhere, such as in Barbados. There were mixed reactions on Facebook, some calling the comment out of order for various reasons, and others supporting the Prime Minister, saying that it really ought to be taken lightly as a well-meaning joke. Uh, the main opposition party, the UPP, released a statement from its women's forum calling the remark sexist. Uh, the DNA's Shaniel Imhoff commented on Facebook, suggesting that the comment was out of order. Uh, on this segment, we'll ask our panelists whether they think the PM's comment was offensive or inappropriate for any reason. Uh, and we'll also speak more broadly of the standards of commentary that we accept and expect from uh, public officials and politicians, both in person and on social media. Joining our panel for this discussion, Mr. Carlin Knight. He is a political and current affairs commentator. He's currently a graduate student studying economics. Uh, good afternoon to you, Mr. Carlin Knight. And we will, and we will get back to him. Uh, we also have with us on this panel, Dr. Afternoon, can you hear me? Yes, yes, we can hear you now. Okay. Uh, we also have with us on this panel, Dr. Christina Hines, a senior lecturer in political science and international relations at the University of the West Indies, KFIL. Uh, good afternoon to you, Dr. Christina Hines. Good afternoon. Uh, and finally, we have Dr. Oswald Thomas, political analyst, uh, currently director of political affairs at the New York firm Paramount Communications. Uh, Dr. Oswald Thomas was politically active in Antigua over many years uh, with the Antigua Labour Party. Uh, good afternoon to you, Dr. Oswald Thomas. Good afternoon and to your panel and to Antigua and Barbuda. Uh, Mr. Carlin Knight, wh what did you make of the Prime Minister's comment? Just an open question. Um, so I just want to uh, do a bit of a, a bit of a bit of discussion here. I'm not going to take too long. Um, because you know the the issue that I think is at at the core of this is that in our parliamentary democracy you have um, the politician who acts as both a member of parliament and that of a minister of government, and I think in respect of that you may have occasions where those two roles come into conflict with one another, and I think that this is one such occasion where the prime minister was responding to what to one of his constituents um in the in the course of of of, of being active as, as you say on social media in the course of of you know relating to his constituents this is a prime minister who has made it his 
personal brand that despite being prime minister, despite having such a high office, he will always be connected and relatable to people. He will always be responsive to his constituents and responsive to the Antiguans on, on a whole. And so he uses his social media to um, sort of engage with people in this sort of way. And this is not the first time he has done this. This is sort of part of the course in how he has conducted himself. The, the problem, however, is that while you may think it is, is, it is a matter of social levity and while some people may see the humor in this, he, at the same time as he is the, uh, the MP being responsive to his constituents and you know, engaging in that kind of um, social levity as he describes it, he's at the same time the prime minister of the country. And as the prime minister of the country, there's a certain standard and a certain way in which we expect the prime minister to behave. And I think that many people, and I would perhaps agree with that, saw the comments and thought that the comments fell below the standard that we expected as the prime minister. So the question is really, how does one remain responsive? How does one remain humble? How does one remain jovial and banter, as you will, without at the same time causing the office of the prime minister, which is the highest office in the country, we cannot forget that, it is the highest office in the country. And that should never be brought into ill repute. And when you speak, no matter whether you're speaking as Gaston Brown, the MP, Gaston Brown, the prime minister, uh, the, 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 the citizen, or Gaston Brown, the prime minister, you are always the prime minister of Antigua and Barbuda. So everything you say becomes headline news. You can't escape that reality. So when you say a comment on social media, it becomes the Prime Minister of Antigua and Barbuda saying this, not Gaston Brown responding to a constituent or having a laugh with his, 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 his people, but the Prime Minister of Antigua and Barbuda saying this. And it's not something that you can, I think, escape. The office goes with you. And I think the final thing I would want to say on the substance of, of what was said um, uh, is that it was inappropriate because of the timing. So, I mean, let's make no bones about it. In regular time, you might have, you know, a discussion about fertility policy and the idea of bringing women because you need to expand population or whatever. But in the context of a natural disaster where women, women are among the most vulnerable groups, um, they're prone for sexual abuse in shelters and rape and sexual violence, we know. Cultural norms in which sexual harassment is known in the Caribbean towards women the last thing that anybody should be thinking about is is the idea of of bringing women to Antigua and Barbuda to 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 and let's be quite quite frank about it to to find husbands or to find boyfriends or to find or to be somebody's concubine such that you can expand the population to breeding breeding children. I mean, statement seemed well ill-timed and 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 in in some senses quite crass. So I I can understand the outrage. And then the final thing is just before I move on is that. On Facebook, you don't get the, the benefit of defending yourself, right? You, get, you don't get the benefit of denying a comment. So something can be easily copied and pasted and screenshotted and shared all over social media and become viral in an instant. And you don't get the point of defense to say, well, this is just a joke. Go back and look at the context. Unfortunately, people can strip away the context and it becomes just what you said. And on the face of it, just what you said was, I think, inappropriate and, and, and fell short of the standard, I think, of, of what we expect from the prime minister. Uh, Dr. Christina Hines, um, what was your view of the PM's comment? I thought it was highly inappropriate. It was insensitive. It was sexist. 
And I was really very disappointed to see this kind of comment, not just the comment, but also the prime minister's defense of this comment. And I thought that defense of the comment was just as bad as the comment itself, because it showed a lack of understanding as to why people would have thought this inappropriate. Not just a lack of understanding, but complete disregard for some of the things that, that Mr. Knight just highlighted. The fact that this is an emergency situation, it is a crisis. Women are very vulnerable in natural disasters all over the world. I'm not just talking about in the Caribbean, and there's much documentation of this in shelters, as evacuees and refugees. And to make this sort of joke is inappropriate. I really do quite disagree with Mr. Knight because you can't have a relationship with your constituents without commenting on everything. And the choice to comment on this particular Facebook post was a choice and it was one that the prime minister defended. And I think his defense of this, one of the things that I read that he said to the members of the opposition was that they should get a life. Very inappropriate. Furthermore, to go on to criticize members of that party is a deflection of your own actions to talk about the improprieties, whether or not they exist in another party, completely deflects from the essence of your actions. I find it inexcusable and inappropriate, both the comment and the inability to reflect on it and to recognize what people found offensive about it. And the last thing that I would say is some of the further comments that the prime minister made that this is an ongoing joke between him and Prime Minister Gonzales, very unhelpful. Because if there is one thing that we are aware of or should be aware of across the region is that Prime Minister Gonzales' reputation when it comes to women, the allegations that have been placed against him over time, over decades, do not make this joke funny at all to me. Uh, Dr. Oswald Thomas, um, what is your take on the, the Prime Minister's Facebook post? Well, I mean, I, I want to uh, step back and look at the context, the whole context, because um, the response to or chatter with a Facebook person and the request that the person is making and the Prime Minister responding. What this goes to show, and I guess a lesson for the Prime Minister is that uh, while we say that speech is free, all speech is not free, uh, depending on the office that you hold. And so therefore, when you hold public office, you are come up with that guarded tongue. Everyone in Antigua and Barbuda, and perhaps the region knows that Antigua's prime minister is an unconventional prime minister, unlike any other, and uh, basically have is not the first time. However, I do believe that the prime minister was saying it in a joking form and meant nothing serious about it or sought to objectify uh, women in any way because um, I, I took the time to reflect and look at what is the Prime Minister's record 
when it comes to women. And we can see that in Antigua and Barbuda, we ha he has uh, 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 the president of a, the Senate is a woman. The leader of government business is a woman. The head of the Port Authority, uh, Deepwater Harbor in Antigua and Barbuda is a woman. Majority of the senators have he have appointed are women and a number of permanent secretary are women. Head of immigration is a woman and all of the other areas that uh, he has sought to ensure that women play uh, their role in society. And so we, we ought to be, you know, careful in terms of um, how we take um, things out. And, and, you know, the problem is that, you know, a lot of politicians have paid heavy price over the years for things that they have said and some not so. Uh, so in that context, I believe it was said jokingly. However, it's a lesson for the prime minister to learn that uh, once you are a public official, uh, there is no difference with you speaking in your own persona because you have none as well as uh, speaking as a, as a public official. And anything the prime minister says publicly uh, comes across as policy. Um, uh, Dr. Christina Hines, would you like to respond to anything there? I mean, uh, particularly the characterization, uh, maybe I shouldn't say characterization, but the comment rather, that um, you know, the Prime Minister has demonstrated um, that in terms of his record in relation to women, uh, various appointments. Yes. yes, I definitely would like to comment on this. And this is the kind of comment that to me is somewhat problematic because we can, we can have sexism and still promote women because this is a somewhat superficial act if below the surface of promoting women to particular positions of significance and prominence we still have certain mentalities and beliefs about the sorts of things that we can say in jest as a public official holding the highest office and the most powerful office in a country this says that we have not gotten to the core of addressing sexism. And, and this is a problem. And what is quite, quite maddening this is this is the reason that we continue to have things such as sexual harassment occurring. We continue to have mistreatment, rape, and all of these things. I'm not connecting this directly to the prime minister. I am saying that we operate within a cultural context in the Caribbean that accepts these kinds of jokes as okay and they don't necessarily mean that you're a sexist because you are also able to put women to other important offices. It doesn't tell us about the conditions that we operate in and, and when we see these perpetuated at the highest level and justified also at the highest level, it shows a lack of reflexivity and an unwillingness to change the ways in which we operate in our societies. It's kind of like saying, when you tell someone that they are racist, you have a series of black friends and that you have promoted black people in your organization, mm. even while you still maintain certain beliefs as a white person about black people. And you think that they're funny, it's just a joke. 
I don't think it is acceptable. And I think we have to move away in our political culture from this view that politicians are able to get away with saying all kinds of things that are distasteful because it is in jest or perhaps because they're on a political platform. This is not the way to elevate our politics. Um, well, just before I go to Mr. Carl and Knight, um, I will ask uh, Dr. Christina Hines, do you think the PM should apologize? I think the Prime Minister should apologize, but from what I have seen, there is no recognition that anything was wrong. The comments in response indicate that people such as myself who have an issue with it need to get a life and lighten up. But the problem is, when you do something that is offensive, you need to listen to those who are offended and not just be so flippant in disregarding the comments. You may have been making a joke, but what does the reaction to this joke say to you? Has it actually offended and hurt people? Why has it done so? I think an apology would be merited. And without an apology, it comes across as kind of Donald Trumpish, Donald Trump-like behavior, where you post things on social media, and then you make the people that take issue with this the problem, rather than you, yourself, and your actions being the problem. Uh, Mr. Carla Knight, um, do you think the Prime Minister should apologize? Well, I mean, I, I think so. I think sometimes in our political culture, you know, sometimes even even if you as a politician feel that you are on the right of something, not everything needs defense. And if if only for the fact of 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 quelling and, and silencing debate and, 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 you know, making this issue go away, so, so to speak, then I think you should apologize. I mean, sometimes you should just take the L and, and, and not have to double down and defend everything. Sometimes the diplomatic move just to say, well, I understand that there's been um, a, a, a tremendous outrage and uproar about this. And, and to the extent my, 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 my comments have caused offense and so forth, I, I apologize. It takes nothing off of you to say sorry. Um, but I think that the issue is that there isn't really a culture in the Caribbean of punishing politicians for bad behavior. I mean, it takes a, a lot to, to, to get a politician to, to either apologize or to suffer any sort of consequence because of um, sort of poor, poor choices and, and, and poor behavior in public office. I mean, something as simple as a gaffe like this in a more advanced country could land to your job, could cost you your job with the Me Too movement or um, the, the feminists or anybody for that matter, the media, the constant harassment, the constant scrutiny um, and the pressures on you to resign um, would be would be tremendous, but in the Caribbean, I think we we are sort of sort of you know very not just apologetic, but 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 indeed participant in this sort of behavior that is a problem, a wider problem of how we look at our culture and how our culture sort of legitimizes in a way this type of talk, this type of banter that is not healthy and indeed as as Dr. Heinz Harrison said, um, it, it quite sexist in its nature. And we need to look at that as to how we um, improve the cultural norms in our society. Um, Dr. Oswald Thomas, do you think the PM should apologize? Uh, um, you know, I, I want to say that, you know, sexism is characterized by prejudice, stereotyping, discrimination, uh, typically against women, and old-fashioned sexist attitude. And if the Caribbean certainly uh, um, has no shortage of, of that. I mean, you, you we grew up in a, in an era of of, um, 
of that sort of behavior. Um, however, I just want to be clear that whether or not we meet the threshold of sexism um, and whether or not the PM comment of sending pretty ones is considered a sexist view. And if that is considered a sexist view, then the Prime Minister, yes, should be able to issue an apology for persons. And I mean, he may be saying in a gist of a joke, but some people may be offended by it. And he certainly um, is not above, especially for the office that he holds, can, can certainly apologize to those who uh, may have been offended by his comment. That, uh, that's a, a gone conclusion. Uh, Mr. Carlin Knight, if I could come back to you, um, this type of commentary from, from Prime Minister Gaston Brown, I mean, it's not new, as you mentioned before. He, he makes comments on Facebook, um, you know, quite quite regularly that stir alarm um, and that you know, would seem to be out of the decorum that one might expect from someone holding that office. But um, wh why do you think this one in particular uh, generated such a response? Is it, is it, is it the, the particular context of the crisis in St. Vincent? Yeah, so um, I, I just, I'm glad you asked that because I was just going to respond by saying two things. One of which is that, look, some jokes are just on the face of it not funny. I mean, if you're, if you're a white boss and you hire somebody to put on blackface in front of your company, not because your white colleagues are laughing means that the joke is f insensitive. It's, it's not funny, right? And in, I think in the context of this joke, the reason why it's not funny is because of what was said. Here is the prime minister, and I want to be, I'm going to say something here, and I want, if you feel uncomfortable, then I think it's good that you feel uncomfortable. The prime minister said he's going to call, he's going to ask Sir Ralph Gonzalez to send young, young pretty women over to expand the population. Now, I don't know how we expand the population other than through, through sex, because we don't reproduce through cloning asexually, we don't have the capacity to do artificial insemination. So what the, the prime minister was in fact saying in, in no, 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 in frank terms, is that he was going to, you know, ask Ralph Gonzalez to send over girls so that we can, our, our men can, can find concubines and wives so that they can breed women to make children. And, and if, if that is not an uncomfortable statement for you in the context of women losing everything in the context of a natural disaster, extremely vulnerable, coming to Antigua and Barbuda with virtually nothing but the shirt on their back. The last thing that people are thinking about at this time, sir, is finding a man. The last thing that people are thinking about at this time is making and bearing children. The last thing that people want to talk about in this context is sexual intercourse, right? It's not funny because of the what, what, what was said. I mean, you, you can't mask it off as just, okay, well, you know, look at what the policy is in terms of our, our refugee stance. Because the idea is what you say becomes policy as the prime minister. You, you, every time you say something, um, you speak with the weight of the office of the prime minister. And the, the, the way of which, you know, if you and I have to be responsible about our social media use, because what we say is monitored and our bosses will look at it and potentially could be harmful to our career. I can't imagine that anybody who holds the highest office in the land should also not exercise the same level, if not more diligence, insofar as how they utilize social media. And I would be of the opinion that people who hold public office should really be communicating particular issues of government policy through a regulated means, hiring people who are trained to manage their social media accounts such that you avoid these types of temptations to engage in these kinds of levity as you describe it, because what you say, even in your personal Facebook page, is reported as being that of the prime minister says this. 
And so there has to be more responsible use uh, in, in the conduct of your, of your Facebook um, uh, for anybody in public life. Just to, just to let our listeners know, uh, was that Dr. Oswald Thomas? Yes. Well, I'll come back to you just now, but um, I just wanted to say, just, just to our listeners, because I didn't read it before, but uh, the, the Prime Minister's response to the, uh, the concerns initially when they came out, um, and, and it could be construed uh, as a political response, because, of course, the, the, the Women's Forum and the United Progressive Party did um, criticize his comment. Uh, he said, levity without profanity or offensive words on social media could never be considered as morally reprehensible uh, a get-a-life. Uh, so I just wanted to, to, you know, for those who, who aren't on Facebook, because I, I know many of our listeners probably, you know, are not on Facebook. I, I barely am on Facebook. I actually hate Facebook. But anyway, um, Dr. Oswald Thomas. Yeah, but I mean, s sending pretty women to expand the population does not necessarily mean that the Prime Minister is suggesting that you're sending pretty women to be engaged in sexual activity. People, ex uh, countries expand their population. 250 Vincentian come into Antigua, your population instantly expands. People expand, uh, countries expand their population through refugee policy, through immigration policy. Does that mean when you when you admit folks for immigration reason or refugee reason that you're also inviting them to engage with local guys for sexual favor? Uh, I mean, so you you have to you have to look at the intent. And if the intent, you, we, we, you know, um, if the prime minister express intent is for that, then that is wrong. But if that is not what the intent is, then uh, we, we, are, we are putting words in the prime minister's mouth. Let me, but I, I, I must accept the fact that is a natural disaster. I must accept the fact that is the highest land of uh, um, office of the land, um, political office of the land and that uh, persons, not just the Prime Minister, but all public officials are to be careful of what they say in public domain because it can be construed as policy of the government. Uh, I wanted to bring in, I'll come back to you, Colin, but I wanted to bring in Dr. Christina Hines. Uh, what, do you, what, do you, what do you think on that point of, of reading um, what appears to be some to be a rather obvious sexual innuendo into the statement? Oh, sorry, I, I didn't realize you were still talking. I think this is sexist in two ways, because it can be read, one, as Mr. Knight said, that you want women to come so that they can reproduce. So this treats women as if they are some kind of breeding commodity. Breeders, that is very distasteful. But the other part of this that is sexist, yes, it is is that once you bring a quantity of people to a different country, you are expanding the population. But not putting words in the prime minister's mouth, the prime minister noted that he wanted the pretty ones, also sexist. So it does not matter that you are in a serious and a dire situation. Keep your ugly women. That is not funny. It isn't funny. There are people who are concerned about what is going to happen in their lives. How are they going to continue on potentially in a new country? And you make these kinds of jokes at their expense, not at the expense of the entire population, specifically at women. It is offensive and it shows what I will continue to say, although Dr. Thomas wants us to look at the surface and say, once we can do bean counting, right? Say they have 10 women doing something that sexism does not exist. It shows at the core there is a level of sexism that a lot of people are not even willing to reflect upon to try and correct. 
the belief is once you fill a number of offices with women, you could not possibly be sexist. But these thoughts, words, and actions indicate that there is some sexism operating at a deeper level that we need to interrogate and to start getting rid of. And those who are holding high offices need to provide examples for the population. Uh, Mr. Carlin Knight? But, but I, I certainly doesn't want the, the, for uh, us uh, to scratch the surface. Um, uh, um, a moment, a moment, Dr. Thomas. I, I, I oh, want to bring in Mr. Knight. I want to bring Mr. Knight? Yeah, so I just really want to respond directly to the assertion that, you know, once you're bringing people, it's it's, it's expanding the population. Look, that's a, that's, a, that's a nice spin, but here's the problem with it. The problem with it is that he, the Prime Minister was responding to an initial comment in which the, the, the subject matter of the conversation was bringing in. The first person was saying, send some, some if you, you repeat it, Mr. Murrell, send old men and send this body and send that yeah, body it, because it, 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 that um, person was looking for said bring all a old potential women. partner, right? So the Prime and, Minister and young, said strong in response to that, in the context of that, that he's asking his comrade to send him young pretty girls because our population needs to expand. The more natural interpretation as well is that he's adding to the fact that people are looking for, she was looking for a potential partner, that people in the country would also be benefit would also benefit from the fact that you know young he's asking for women to come to expand the population so that it's natural this reading of it being you know well you bring in 10 people why didn't he include um other people apart from young pretty girls why was why wasn't it in, why didn't he say children or men and even in in the context of all that even if he was talking about a, a population policy responding to that initial comment in of itself to my mind is problematic so I don't, I don't um, take that, that, to that to be the most natural reading of, of that comment. I mean, I think it's a, it's a stretch to say that. Um, and, 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 and I think the, the reason why people found that comment distasteful isn't just what, because of what was said. It's because this is really not the time to be having banter if at any point, especially not on social media, about a very sensitive issue, that of a natural disaster in which women and are most vulnerable have lost everything. The only thing I want to hear from my prime minister is official government policy as to what is going to happen and how the government of Antigua and Barbuda is going to assist the people who are at most risk. I don't really care to see the prime minister of my country, I don't see any other prime minister in the region for that matter, engaging in the social levity or banter of that nature at a sensitive time like this. So I think that the comment, the timing was inappropriate and what was said in the, on the face of it was inappropriate. Uh, uh, Dr. Oswald Thomas. If you wish to respond in particular. If not, I do have a question. Dr. Oswald Thomas, are you still with us? Uh, sorry about it. I, I, I'm just muted. Um, but I wanted to say that the comments are, 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 are what they are. But what we need to do is we should not just only where prime ministers are concerned. But we should be looking at all speech across the spectrum, whether it be opposition or public official who makes these, because the society is not just made up of one person, but it is gains fire from everybody else. So we have we have to look at everybody from from here on. In the 1980s, I was involved in 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 in, in a PAHO project to reduce 
teenage pregnancy in Antigua and Barbuda. There was politicians who made a comment that why we engage in such activity when we need to expand the population. Not a drum was heard. It was okay speech uh, um, at that time. So what I'm saying here is that going forward, we have to be able to say, yes, Prime Minister, what you said it's not take it's not in the best of taste it's not in the best of light respective of what it is but going forward we need to hold everyone's feet to the fire in terms of what they say mm. two more questions very quickly one for one for dr christina Hines and one for mr knight uh, dr Hines, um there are many people who are, are simply entertained by the pm's uh, uh, his brash sort of style um i mean sometimes he is abrasive sometimes he's offensive uh, and there are many people that are entertained by that and he has a very large following on facebook uh, so my question is does he or anyone in a similar position have any reason to desist uh, so long as people clamor for that sort of thing i think the prime minister does have to desist because he's not a court jester he's not a circus clown he is the leader of a country and one needs to decide if you're an entertain entertainer or if you are a political leader and the leader of a country. This is not the only comment, as you rightly said, that people may find somewhat offensive. To me, what was even more offensive about this comment than others, as you've heard me say already, is the fact that you are addressing women in a very vulnerable situation, very inappropriate. But we do have to, as I said, move away from this sort of culture where our political figures, not just the prime minister, they function as entertainers. People go to political meetings to hear some pecong and some old talk on the platform, who's gonna talk, whose name. And I understand that we want some fun and some entertainment. This is our political culture. But it does end up sliding in this direction where the jokes made and the kind of banter that our politicians engage in mm. can be offensive. It can be offensive to women. Sometimes it slides towards the homophobic. And it can be offensive to people of varied religious groups. And I think that we have to start maturing as a region. We are a relatively young region in terms of our status as sovereign states, apart from Haiti, we need to start illustrating that level of political maturity rather than playing to the crowd all the time. Let me, um, it is not, it's not a circus. Mm -hmm. Let me, a uh, final question to, to Mr. Carl at night, and I do have to beg you to be brief because we are really out of time. Um, but the question would be, um, what do you think generally about our standards for commentary by our public officials in Antigua and Barbuda? Do, do you think that as a population we enjoy too much baseness, uh, sexism, homophobia, offense, slander, innuendo, and that sort of thing? Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm sorry, but I just can't let the, the, the statement by Dr. Oswald get away. I'm going to be very brief. Look, there's a different standard for the prime minister of a country than any other citizen because you hold the highest office. I don't seek public office. And so if in my private capacity, I say lewd or whatever things, yes, hold me to account. But there can be no denial that people who seek public office should understand that their role is one to lead by example, and that people look up to the office, if not to the person. So there is a higher standard. And that, to my mind, should not being questioned. And to the question about whether or not we, we do, I think a lot of lewdness gets passed off as jokes and fun and games in this in this in, in, in this um, in this culture. And yes, politicians play to the crowd. 
politicians play to the crowd and they know their audience and they play to their audience. And rather than politicians seeking to reform the, the culture to make it such that it, is, it gets better, they rather would allow people to remain in the same condition and, ex and pander to exploit that sort of commonality or that sort of convival nature rather than saying, I believe that better is possible. So yes, I do think that our culture needs to be looked at more critically and that certain things that are passed off as jokes should be really looked at with more of a, a seriousness, especially when you hold the, uh, the highest office in the country. Uh, with that, we're going to have to leave this segment here. I want to say thank you to Mr. Carla Knight. Uh, he's a social and political commentator. He's also a graduate student studying economics overseas. I say thank you as well to Dr. Oswald Thomas, political analyst and currently political affairs director at the New York firm Paramount Communications. And I say thank you finally to Dr. Christina Hines. She joined us from Barbados. She's a senior lecturer in political science and international relations at the University of the West Indies, KFIL. Thanks to all three of you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you also.